Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Global LPG Conversations from Argus Media, in which we explore developments around the LPG markets in the in various regions. Uh, and in this case, today we'll be looking at the outlook for LPG. My name is David Alton. Uh, I am a vice president for LPG at Argus, and today I'm joined by our principal consultant, Kristen Miller. How are you today, Kristen? I'm really well. Thank you so much. Excellent. Um, so, uh, Kristen, you're responsible for the Argus LPG analytics service in which we look at what's been going on the markets and what we're expecting going forward. So um, let's uh, start with, I guess, a kind of really big picture question uh, from the LPG world. What did we learn in 2021 in terms of what happened in LPG and what were the key drivers? So focusing on how price was formed over uh, that period, I think there was a few things that really stood out, and in, um, in particular, the second half of the year. So the crude price, which is sort of always our touchstone when we think about uh, the LPG price, also the supply from the key producers that was having a pretty outsized impact, and then demand in particular from the petrochemical sector. Okay, and uh, you mentioned uh, briefly there about the, the, the pricing situation, and I, I believe we saw some pretty big price swings, uh, particularly in that fourth quarter. Um, how can we explain why that happened when things went up really high, I think, uh, in October, November, and then came down quite quickly, both on the outright basis and against other oil products? Uh, you're absolutely right. It was a really volatile price environment. And you know, a few things that I think stood out there is that crude, the price of crude strengthened significantly throughout the year. If you look at the years in two halves, in the first half, the price was around $65 a barrel. In the second half, it was about $77 a barrel. Uh, as well, on the supply side, uh, there was some significant impacts. U.S. production uh, suffered considerably as a result of a big storm in February, and that resulted in a decline in that one month of 1.5 million tons from the previous month, and those tons were essentially never recovered uh, over the course of the year. Then also supply from Russian and Middle East producers was lower, uh, though it notably picked up in the later months in the year. So uh, in, let's say, the first eight months of 2021, we were frequently seeing cancellations and deferrals, particularly from Middle East uh, suppliers. In the later months of the year, those uh, seemed to be uh, dropping off and they were sort of meeting all of their allocations. And so there was sort of a number of things happening over the course of the year, which uh, fed into that that quite volatile picture. Right, I see. And then, so when obviously we see these changes in the the supply picture, that uh, in principle also has an impact on how demand uh, behaves, particularly in the petrochemical sector, which has this this option of of um, swinging in and out of of using LPG. Um, is that is that what happened? What was the the situation with the petrochemicals as a result? So it's a good question, and I think it's a situation which is um, sort of changing from the way that we maybe thought about it, say, five years ago. Um, maybe in five years' time, we'll need to think about the petrochemical sector quite differently. And, you know, 
I'm based in London, you know, I'm sort of um, most familiar with probably the European petrochemical uh, sector, and they're really noted for how flexible they are and how much investment uh, they've put into being able to switch feedstocks really quite quickly. And so they're very responsive to price signals. Um, however, uh, looking at China's petrochemical sector, which uh, is now actually larger than all of Europe's, um, and is China will be the largest petrochemical consumer. Uh, I think we've got that forecasted for maybe this year or early next year. That uh, sector is a lot less responsive to price because sort of the biggest consuming group in that sector is the PDH. They can only take propane. So they are sort of looking at the world with a different set of criteria for producing than you would see from the European um, buyers. And so in that fourth quarter, when we had, you know, so the prices go up of LPG so high, the price relative to naphtha was quite high, you did see a significant reduction from the Western European crackers with their buying, but the Chinese sector had a much less significant um, impact on the demand side. Okay, I see that makes sense with the, the different profile of those those segments in each region. And then, um, of course, a, a lot of what you focus on is how yesterday will impact today and tomorrow and onwards. Uh, what are we looking at as we go into 2022 in terms of the, the pricing environment? And I guess let's we're in early February here. Let's put aside uh, when we answer that question the instability that could arise from from the the current global political situation uh, and some of the tensions around there. If, if we if we just put that to one side, uh, what's the situation in LPG as we go forward into 2022? Yeah, just I think you know yes, as you say, uh, leaving behind uh, the geopolitics and perhaps just focused on uh, the market fundamentals, which we may have hopefully a better grasp on. Uh, you know, we are forecasting the crude price to be to remain relatively elevated, particularly in the first half of 2022. And I think, you know, we're perhaps even surprised at how how strong it certainly has been in you know these first five uh, five weeks of the the year. Um, but we're forecasting an average of um, eighty three dollars a barrel over the course of 2022. That is versus an average of $71 per barrel over the course of 2021. So, you know, straight off the bat, we have a uh, higher price crude environment. Um, however, we are actually forecasting lower LPG prices as a result of the LPG specific fundamentals. So that, uh, you know, barring any uh, further uh, weather disasters, and I'm not sure the weather is necessarily uh, cooperating at the minute, um, you know, we are expecting quite a significant increase from um, US LPG producers. We've got some gas processing projects coming on. You know, certainly the, the high crude and high gas prices are, are you know, helping people have the confidence uh, to perhaps uh, bring some of those projects um, forward, some things that uh, have been you know, delayed as a result of COVID. Um, in the Middle East, um, we are expecting uh, sort of continued 
at sort of higher level of exports from those producers. Again, some additional projects are coming online to support that. Uh, and then Russia, which had seen its production, um, you know, sort of be held back and uh, their exports uh, fall as a result over the last, you know, 12, 18 months. We've got a new gas processing plant coming on and those volumes, uh, additional volumes are going to be uh, headed onto the market. It's that picture is is somewhat um, clouded, perhaps, um, by what's going on uh, with the Chinese uh, PDH sector. So in our sort of list of projects, which you know we're sort of constantly monitoring and trying to keep on top of, um, we've got 13 plants coming online in China in 2022. It is a massive number. And the amount of propane those plants could consume if they were running at, say, 100% utilization, which obviously they don't for very long, um, would be over uh, 9 million tons. So it's a really chunky increase in demand. Um, I would sort of call it by saying that those plants don't come online on January 1st. They're obviously staggered throughout the year. Um, so, you know, it is sort of, you know, an interesting dynamic. Um, and I would sort of I know that I will be watching with much curiosity to see sort of when plants actually come on, um, when they actually are ramping up to sort of full utilization um, and you know, some of the decisions and impacts that will have on the market. I see. Great. So, so uh, in a nutshell, what we're looking at here is, uh, of course, this additional growth on the demand side, particularly on in PDH and I guess also in, in other sectors in, in middle and lower income countries. But uh, the way we currently see it is that we've got the additional supply to to cover that demand and, and potentially or more likely a bit more uh, compared to 2021. Is that is that basically the, the picture? Uh, that's exactly right. So 2022, we're expecting a slight, slightly less tight market uh, than we saw in 2021. So despite the relatively high crude price for um, crude prices we're forecasting, you know, we are expecting the 2022 price environment uh, to be lower than we saw in that second half. Of right. OK. And it, indeed, I, I guess the other thing there is that that second half of 2021, I think part of the, the reason we saw high prices was as much to do as uh, the threat of supply issues rather than uh, a really, really tight market in and of itself. Um, so, yes. uh, yeah, great and um, fantastic. So thank you for your uh, time today, uh, Kristen. You did mention the weather, so uh, one last question. I know you just come back from a week skiing. How was your snow? <laughs> uh, it was very good, thank you. Uh, we had a few days of brilliant sunshine, and that is never a bad thing when you're set on a ski slope. Brilliant, great. Um, okay, thanks very much, and uh, that's all for today, and we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with uh, another episode. Uh, covering a, a different sector. Uh, so thanks again, Kristen. Have a great day and thanks to our listeners. Thanks.